Welcome to the Your Confident Self Podcast with Allegra Sinclair. Get ready to punch fear in the throat and gain confidence like never before. I help corporate women get the confidence to ask for the job they want and do the work they love. Isn't it time you got unstuck and showed the world how fabulous you are? Hey, this is Allegra. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. First things first, I forgot to do this last podcast episode, so I figure I'll just start with it this time to make sure I don't forget. I have a shout out for a review that was left in Apple Podcasts, and her name is so fantastic. Her name is Mamasaurus Rex, and she's from somewhere here in the United States. Okay, Mamasaurus, your name is everything. Her review was, I came upon Allegra's podcast at a season in my week I felt completely lost and alone. She targeted every thought and emotion with true honesty and awareness to retrain my daily thoughts. I highly recommend listening to Allegra and eagerly await more subjects that I think all women face, like learning healthy boundaries, toxicity in a work environment, raising confident young women, and more. Thank you, Allegra. Well, from the bottom of my grateful heart to the bottom of your dinosaur heart, thank you, Mamasaurus Rex. I love reading what people think of the show on Apple Podcasts, and I so appreciate your feedback. I have previously recorded an episode on boundaries, and I'll make sure I link to that in the show notes. And a couple of those other topics you requested make me think you've been peeking over my shoulder. So in the next few weeks, we are going to tap several of those. So keep listening. So in today's episode of the podcast, we are talking about harnessing the power of saying no. Now, especially for women, this can be difficult. I don't know about everybody else, but I wasn't brought up naturally knowing that it was okay to say no. First of all, I'm a middle child. I want everybody to be happy. I was a little bit of a people pleaser, but really, I was just a peacemaker. And often the way you made peace was when you saw other people in conflict, you jumped in and stopped it by saying yes to whatever the source of the conflict was. But there's a problem with overcommitting. You make one commitment, then you make another, and before you know it, you're making another commitment, and it becomes a never-ending cycle. You overcommit to your job, your friends, your coworkers, causes that you believe in, family, all sorts of things. And these commitments add hundreds of hours and stress to your already overscheduled life. One of the most important things to remember is that time is finite. No matter how hard you try, you'll never have enough time to do everything. However, once you truly accept and you finally accept that you cannot do it all, you can begin to prioritize your time. In this way, you make sure you do the most important stuff and you leave the other stuff for someone else. Doing this also gives you more opportunities to do the things that you really want to do rather than the things that you feel you should do. How does that taste when you spend your whole day doing what you think you should do? I can't be the only one who has an inner rebellious 11-year-old who just wants to stomp her feet occasionally and do what she wants to do. So if what you really want to do is spend quality time with family and friends or work on goals that will improve your future, You just have to find time for yourself. So there are lots of benefits to saying no. 
And I know some of you are nervous right now. I can almost feel the energy through the, <laughs> through the podcast that some of you are like, ah, oh, man, if I say no, who am I? Maybe people won't like me. There's all sorts of feelings that come up for us when we think about saying no. But hold on. So first of all, I'm not saying that you should yell at someone or be rude or give them no like you found in a movie. Learning how to say no politely is the first real step and a comfortable step to stop overcommitting and prioritize your time better. There are many other benefits to saying no as well. In fact, there are many more than I have time to talk about here, but I'm going to touch on some of the most important that will give you a solid foundation for beginning to say no. So one of the benefits is it will immediately reduce your stress. A lot of the time, just saying no goes a long way to reducing stress. Have you ever agreed to do something only to immediately feel the stress and pressure of actually getting it done? If so, you're not alone. It happens to all of us and no one is immune to the pressure of saying yes. But adding undue stress to your life is unhealthy. It can make you feel physically ill and can cause strain between you and the person who you're trying to help by saying yes. It's a proven fact that stress can be fatal. Of course, it's virtually unheard of that stress on its face kills you. However, it's something to keep in mind because stress manifests itself in our bodies in a lot of different ways. Learning to say no is actually one of the easiest ways to reduce stress, and it doesn't cost anything. The only cost is you changing the way you look at things. Another benefit of saying no is it saves you time. I already mentioned it. There's only so many hours in the day. You can't manufacture more. Even the richest person in the world can't buy more time. But the good news is, even though your hours are limited, you're in complete control of how you use them. I feel like I need to say that again for the people in the back. You are in complete control of how you use the hours in your day. Don't let other people dictate how you spend your time. By expecting you to help them whenever they see fit, if they really appreciate you, they'll understand why you can't always say yes at the drop of a hat. And if they don't understand why you can't always say yes at the drop of a hat, that may be information that you need. You might need to know that there are people who expect you always to drop everything at the drop of a hat. You need to make it clear that you have your own set of priorities and responsibilities. Other people will respect that or not, but whether they do or not is not your problem. Your work is to establish your boundaries, your priorities. Another benefit of saying no is that it increases your focus. It doesn't hurt to say yes to people when the things that they need relate to things that you wanted to do or they relate to goals that you also have. In fact, if someone's asking you to do something and it's a passion of yours, that's fantastic. Go ahead and say yes. You'll probably have fun doing it. You'll be great at it and you'll get a lot out of it. That joy in doing the thing, the joy from saying yes to the right stuff helps you increase the focus for your life, which in turn helps you professionally and in your personal life. The more focused you are, the easier it is to achieve both short and long-term goals. Saying no makes you stronger. 
When you think about it, each time you say no to someone else, you're actually saying yes to yourself. And I bet that you'll soon notice a boost in your self-confidence level, in your self-esteem level, just from saying yes to yourself. How often do we do that? Lots of women are born with a servant heart. If you weren't born with that, it may have been um, developed from a young age that you want to be helpful, that we show love with acts of kindness. Nothing wrong with that. It boosts your confidence and your self-esteem when you say yes and help others. It does that times 10 when you say yes to yourself. In addition, nine times out of 10, you'll gain the respect of the person who asked for your help, even when you say no. Come on, Allegra, how does that work? (laughs) Well, while she or he may initially be unhappy that you said no, your true friends Family, acquaintances, people in your circle typically won't hold a grudge. They'll respect you for saying no to something that wasn't critical so that you could say yes to something that had a bigger impact. This leads to you having more energy. If I say yes to everything, guess what happens? The amount of me that I can bring to everything is cut by the number of things I have said yes to. So pretend the amount of energy I have available is a dollar. If I spend that dollar on 10 different things, each thing gets a dime. But if I spend that dollar on four things, each thing got a quarter. So I get more energy by choosing to spend my energy and my time on less things. You'll also find that when you start to say no, you stop wasting time because you know you have a certain amount of work to accomplish, a certain amount of tasks, a certain amount of responsibilities that you committed to. So you're more productive when you put your energy into that thing that you chose. You'll feel better, you'll be happier, and you'll be more productive. Now, I'm going to suggest that saying no will help you be more successful in your life. That might sound counterintuitive, but it's true. Saying no can help you achieve your goals because it frees up time, which allows you to concentrate more on your goals without having to worry about everybody else's agenda or without having to worry about everybody else's considerations. It's much easier for you to plan your future. There's no better time to work on the task of comfortably saying no than right now. Saying no helps you stay true to yourself and stick to your goals. It reduces distractions, which sometimes cause you to get behind on the most important things in your life. And for many people, learning to say no lessens any feelings of guilt they once felt when turning down a request. When you learn to say no, you set boundaries for yourself and the people around you. The ability to do this is probably one of the most important skills you can learn. Setting clear boundaries means that you'll typically be presented with less intrusions and distractions because other people will know when they're stepping over your line. There will be people who will still try to take advantage of your helpful nature, but by being firm and polite and protecting your boundaries, you'll eliminate some problems. See, if you don't have any boundaries, then I can't be expected to respect them. So I can step over them time and time again because there isn't a clear line. And the fact is you can't be there for everyone. It is physically impossible. You'd need way more than 24 hours in the day to do everything that people ask you to do. 
And see, all you talented women, the challenge is talented people get asked to do more things. So there's going to be more opportunities for you to practice saying no when you have shown that you can get things done, that you're good at things. When you show up and demonstrate your skills, people are attracted to that and think, ah, she killed that. You know what? She'd be really good at this other thing I've been putting off doing. So create some space so that you can save time by deciding where you want to volunteer to help. This helps you set limits ahead of time and makes the decision-making process easier. Now, if you're at all nervous about saying no, think about it this way. If you plan to say no in advance, then you don't have that surge of emotion in the moment. Let's say I have a friend who often asks me to bake a particular dish for events when she has them. And she's very social and she has events a lot. Well, let's say that I'm in the middle of working on a goal. I have put a 60-day clock on accomplishing something that's important to me. So I decide at the beginning of that 60-day period of time, I'm not going to bake this particular dish. I'm going to be totally focused on what it is that I'm trying to accomplish for 60 days. I'm going to give myself 60 days to really make this thing happen. I'm deciding that. So when someone comes to me on day five of 60 and asks me to bake that, I can say no, because I decided in advance. I don't have to decide in that moment. I can say, ah, man, I'm in the middle of a project. I really don't have time. Hey, thanks for thinking of me. Catch me next time. Or something similar. You know, make it sound like you. But by preparing to say no in advance, I don't have to deal with any of the emotion in the moment. And then I can go ahead, give myself 60 days to accomplish whatever it was I was working on. And then on day 63, if I decide to bake this particular thing, I'm free to do it. I feel much more powerful. There's joy in me baking that because I'm not resentful because it took me away from something I really felt I needed to do. Now, why do women resist saying no? Because they don't recognize the power that's in it, owning your time, deciding when you'll do things, being able to focus, all of that is really powerful. But you don't think about that when in the moment, there's that person full of hopeful eyes asking you for something, and you're planning to say no. In general, we don't like telling people no. You'd think that would be easy to do. Watch a (laughs) four-year-old. Four-year-olds don't have any problem with the word no, do they? But it's not the easiest thing to do. Most of us starting saying no when we were like two years old or younger. So it's not like we never knew how to say it. But there are many reasons why as we get older, women resist saying no. The reasons are personal for each person and set of circumstances. However, here are the few of the more common reasons why women have a difficult time telling others no. Big reason number one, we want to help. Kind-hearted people are more inclined to want to help someone. Obviously, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with kindness. I have not bumped my head. In fact, most people will tell you that the world needs more kindness. However, don't let people take advantage of your good nature. You are only one person. You can't help everyone even though you'd like to. And not only that, you shouldn't try. There are lots of people who could help And you jumping in and trying to do all of the helping might be taking an opportunity away from someone else. Big reason number two why we resist saying no is we fear conflict. Very few people, (laughs) I'll say differently, very few women 
like the thought of an uncomfortable confrontation, especially with people who mean something to you. Fear of conflict is a prime reason why women find it hard to say no. The possibility of being rejected or having to deal with negative consequences at some point in the future are two reasons why you might not be able to resist the urge to just say yes and help someone. Which leads me to big reason number three, burning bridges. You should never burn a bridge. And some people will take your no as a sign of rejection. And in this situation, it could damage a relationship. That is entirely possible, although it will not happen as often as you might think. Test it out and see. I will say that you should think twice before burning bridges, but if you've asked me to do something and I tell you, oh gosh, I can't do that for about three weeks, that is not an unreasonable response. So if your response is to say, well, fine, the relationship is over, I'm going to take two steps back and take a really hard look at that relationship. How come I couldn't have three weeks? We moved a lot when I was growing up. So I'm accustomed to being in completely new circumstances that weren't of my design. So I'm a little bit more comfortable with chaos and risk and change than the average woman. However, all of us who have worked outside our homes for more than five minutes, we're also pretty good at dealing with chaos and uncertainty and things that we couldn't control. So I'm not suggesting that you look forward to burning bridges. I'm just saying that you will have to develop skills at dealing with conflict or challenge in your life and being able to take care of yourself is a situation that merits doing that. I think whatever it is that you're trying to do is worth you figuring out how to deal with someone who cannot handle your no. If the relationship is important enough, you can rebuild it. If it's not, you can choose not to. And I'm not saying very lightly that, hey, if anybody doesn't like your no, cut them off. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is weigh that person's desire for you to do that thing exactly when they want you to against whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish and then protect your boundary so that you can do the things that are important to you. Another reason why women tend not to say no is we fear lost opportunities. We often hear those stories about someone who, I'm trying to think of who wrote the book. Was it Shonda Rhimes wrote a book called um, The Year of Yes? I have not read it. It's on my Kindle. I'm going to get to it. (laughs) But we hear stories about people who totally took a chance and said yes to something that they never thought they would, and it turned out amazing. That's great. I think opportunities are fantastic. Unexpected opportunities are even better. They're like the salted caramel of the surprise opportunities. Whether that surprise is relationship-related or work-related or entrepreneurial, like it's an income-earning possibility, we fear losing a client, a promotion, an opportunity to do something, even if we don't really want to commit to it. It's that whole fear of missing out. But what you have to remember is that opportunities will pop up when you least expect it. And they're not finite. There's not a certain number of opportunities. And if you miss those, you're done. Just because you let one opportunity pass you by doesn't mean there isn't another one waiting for you. Just stop for a moment. Yes, you can stop the podcast and think of a time when you said no to something and then something better came along. See, we say no to good things all the time so we can say yes to great things. 
Now, the final big reason why women hesitate to say no is that we're afraid of being rude. Now, depending on your age or where you grew up, you may feel as though saying no is rude. And if this sounds like an issue that you're dealing with a lot, now's a good time to try to change your thinking about that. It's totally doable that you can refuse to help someone in a kind way. Just be honest and relate the reason or reasons that prevent you from offering assistance. Most people will understand your dilemma. So let's take a look at having the confidence to say no, because underlying, oh, I can't say no to people, is a lack of confidence. Oh, they won't like me. Oh, I don't have the right to say no. How dare I put myself in front of someone else? The more confidence you have, the easier it is to say no. So consider these confidence-building tips if you need a little help harnessing the power of saying no. First, face your fears. Now, I always talk about punching fear in the throat. Yes, I know. Easier said, easier written down, easier put on a mug, but (laughs) it is something that gets easier as you do it. And when you do it successfully, there is no better feeling. I think I tweeted a couple weeks ago, there's no better feeling than doing something even though you were afraid. See, we think we have to wait to not be afraid to do the thing. But if you do the thing while you're still scared, that feeling is magical. Break whatever it is that you're afraid of into baby steps. You don't have to run. You can crawl and then walk and then run. It won't happen in five minutes. If you have been avoiding fears by saying yes your whole life, Today, you're not suddenly going to turn around after you listen to this and start saying no to everybody. (laughs) That's not going to happen. But over time, as you face your fears, your confidence level increases. Second, this will help you get confidence to say no. Use your imagination. Our minds are amazing. It's not that difficult to use your mind to boost your confidence. And boosting your confidence makes it easier for you to tell someone no. And it is a completely baller move to just say no. Not no because or no but. No is a complete sentence. And visualization or using your imagination is is one of the best ways to accomplish this. For instance, let's say you're going to an important meeting. So imagine yourself greeting the other attendees in a positive manner Actually see yourself smiling and enjoying the interaction and watch the meaning unfold in your mind. See yourself asking interesting questions and sharing well-thought-out answers. This is a really effective way of increasing your self-confidence. Because when you can visualize yourself being successful, being confident is so much easier. And the more you visualize it and practice it in your mind, the more you will feel like that is how you would normally respond in that situation. So when you're in that situation, guess what's going to happen? What you visualized is going to happen. Another thing you can do to increase your confidence so that you can say no is improve your social skills. Now, I have a niece who teases me all the time because I fuss at her because she talks to me in like monosyllabic. (laughs) It's like one word with a period. And I'm like, honey, that's not a sentence. (laughs) 
I get it. It's a different day. I'm older now. I totally get it. But you could speak to me in a complete sentence. There's just some social skills that social media and the way we typically interact with each other on a daily basis cannot ever destroy. Improving your social skills is a fantastic thing to do for yourself. It improves your relationships across the board. Very simple way of doing this is thinking about the basics of body language, right? So maybe you can figure out how not to make mistakes in conversations, how you can make a better impression. For instance, maybe when you're meeting your um, boyfriend's father, the pastor, you're not chewing six pieces of gum. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's nothing wrong with chewing gum, but maybe you put one piece of gum in so that you're not smacking in his face, right? That's a very simple social skill. You only get one chance to make a first impression. Don't waste it. I'm not saying be fake. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying a minimum amount of social skills will help you in every situation. The last thing I'll do that, uh, the last thing I'll suggest rather, that will help you be confident enough to start saying no, is to think about how you show up in the world. Now, Back in the day, I was in a business networking group, and I was a Mary Kay consultant, and we had to come up with like a little three-minute, maybe it was a minute-long way of introducing ourselves. And I don't remember the entire thing. That was a while ago. But part of what I said to introduce myself was that how you look impacts how you feel, and how you feel impacts how you behave out in the world. So what I do is help people feel the best they can so they can go out and be the best in the world. Now, that's a very different way of describing what you do as a skincare consultant than saying, hey, I sell lipstick or skincare. Because how you look does impact how you feel. Your self-confidence is affected by your outward appearance, by the way you dress, by the way you wear your hair, by whether or not you have washed your face with something besides Vaseline in the last 16 months, right? So if someone tells you that your confidence is completely unrelated to the way you appear, I just disagree. Dressing for success is important for a bunch of reasons, one of which it puts you in a better mood. It can help you establish credibility, makes you look more professional, can give you a competitive advantage, a number of different things. Dressing for success also has something to do with the way people interact with you. It is a fact of life that women are still judged by appearance. So poorly dressed people, poorly dressed women are often looked down upon, which is not fair. I'm not signing up for that, but I'm also realistic about what happens. And if someone immediately decides that uh, they are going to think less of what I'm bringing to the party simply because of the way I showed up, that's going to affect my self-confidence. I know I said self-confidence, but I am in an arena where other people are making judgments about me and what it is I'm bringing to the party. All of these things that you work on help to boost your confidence and make it less stressful to say no when you need to. I'm not saying that you should say no just for the exercise. I'm saying when you need to say no so that you can say yes to yourself, these things will help you feel more confident so you can do that with less discomfort. Being confident makes you stronger and less afraid of how people are gonna react if you tell someone that you're unavailable. So let's take a quick look at what a reasonable request is. Because when I say it makes it less stressful to say no when you need to, how do you tell when you need to? 
Now, if you ask a dozen different women to define what a reasonable request is, you're going to get at least a dozen different answers. So before you can decide what reasonable requests are, you have to come up with your own definition. So there'll be times when it's easy for you to rule something out as unreasonable right away. For example, um, if I have someone who's staying in my home with me for four weeks while their new home is being prepared and they tell me they want to bring their pet along with them, that is unreasonable. For me in particular, it's extremely unreasonable because I'm allergic to like everything. However, there are other requests that I might think, okay, I have to consider all the aspects of that request before I proceed. Can you bring a pet in my home? That's easy. It's a no, (laughs) right? So say there's a different example and um, someone unexpectedly at work asks you to write a report, an in-depth report that will be presented up the chain in less than 48 hours. Now, if I didn't have a lot on my calendar, that might be really simple and easy for me to accomplish. Depending on uh, my expertise, how long it has to be, my familiarity with the topic, all of that. I might be able to knock that out within that time frame with no stress. However, if I'm extremely busy right now, I have really limited knowledge of the subject, and I would have a hard time completing the project on time, that is a way less reasonable request for me in those circumstances. So you can see why I would have to take a look, a much more careful look at the request for the report than I would about the pet. Examining the details of the request helps you figure out if it's reasonable for you at this time, given the circumstances, your abilities, and your interest in doing it. If you're not sure, ask for 24 hours to think about it. It's amazing how much things will become clearer after a hot shower and a good night's sleep. So let's look specifically at saying no at work. (sighs) Relationships with coworkers are not intimate like family relationships or friend relationships as a rule. But you need to be gentle and honest at work and not offer false hope. So if someone asks you to do something at work and everything in you is screaming that the answer is no, don't offer false hope by saying maybe or I'll see what I can do unless you really mean I'll see what I can do. Because if you really know the answer is no, just say it and not drag it out. So if you know you can't participate for whatever reason, don't be afraid to admit it. It's so much better to say no from the beginning than to say yes and then beg off at the end. Because see, now they have relied on you and they're expecting you and you're disappointing them in a way that may be unprofessional. If you find that you're able to participate in the end after you said no, what a happy circumstance that you can then go back to the person and say, it turns out I do have a little bit of time. How can you use me? Right? So depending on your role in the organization and your schedule, you may be in a really good position to minimize the number of meetings that you need to attend or the number of different projects that you're going to be pulled into. This can give you more time so that you don't have to tell your colleagues no as frequently. When it comes to meetings, it's not always necessary that you make an appearance. I have been meeting to death for 20 years of the 22 years that I was in corporate. Ask yourself how the meeting will benefit you. And if you can't come up with a good answer and it's okay, don't go. Do you often find yourself volunteering for extra stuff at work? If you help, if you like helping out, that's great. 
But if you don't want to help, say no nicely. Somebody else will probably be more than happy to volunteer in your place. Now, here's something I'm going to say about saying no at work. And I have a friend who's going to think I'm talking about her, and I'm not. But here it comes. (laughs) Develop a habit of refusing to answer work-related phone calls on the weekends or on your days off, unless it's an emergency. That's a really good boundary to set. Let people know that you don't have to be available to them 24 hours a day. You'll find that most people won't have difficulty honoring your request. Because when you're at work, you are available, you're participating, you're a great employee, you're a fantastic leader, all of those things. But on the weekends or a day off that you took off for a specific reason, you have every right to protect that time to do whatever it is that you were planning on doing. At work, when you have to say no, it's always a good idea to say it in person. If you use email to say no, that's okay if you need to, but it's easier for the receiver of the email to misunderstand what you're saying. Email never translates as well as your facial expression and your face-to-face communications. You don't want tension in your workplace, so if you can, take that extra step to say no in person to avoid misunderstandings. If you're worried that saying no will jeopardize your position, talk to someone higher up and explain the situation as soon as possible, while the conversations are still fresh in your mind. Now, unless what you're being asked to do is part of your job description, you generally have the right to negotiate a little bit. Finally, I'll provide some examples of how you can say no in real life scenarios. Feel free to steal these, edit them, tweak them at will, so that you can get much better at using the power of saying no. So here's one of my favorites. Now is not a great time. Think about this answer when you get requests for assistance and your plate is already full. Now is not a good time. Communicate several things. It tells people that you're willing to help, but you don't have time right now. Then you can just tell them that you'll get back in touch with them as soon as your calendar clears. That's a great way of saying no without making people feel as if they're not important. Another way of saying no that's not just straight no is let me think about it. Now, this one's a little bit not shady, but mm, it kind of creates false hope if you don't mean it, because let me think about it is a maybe. But it does give you a chance to think about whether or not you want to participate. And when you say that, let me think about it, you should follow that with how long it will take you to think about it. So just saying, let me think about it and not putting any time on it is cheating. (laughs) Let me think about it. I'll get back to you in two days is reasonable and professional. Also, by putting a time on it, it prevents that other person from continuing to ask you before you get a chance to answer them. Most people will wait if you say there's a specific time that you're going to get back to them until that time before they follow up with you. Here's another way to say no. I'm probably not the best person to help you with this. Now, this one is fascinating because you have to be confident in your spot and what you're capable of to say to someone that you're not the best person to help with that. That's true in a lot of circumstances, but often at work, we don't want to say that we're not the best person, but we're saying we're not the best person to help with this specific task. If you immediately know that you don't have the resources to help in this situation, let the person who's asking know right away. In this circumstance, I would absolutely go further and tell them why so they understand that you really aren't in the best position to help. 
And if you know someone who is in a better position, absolutely suggest them. Don't be afraid to pass that along. If it's a great match, both participants, the person who's asking you and the person who you recommended, will thank you for that. That's a great matchmaking skill. Here's another way of saying no. (sighs) Yeah, I'm sighing before I say this one because I hear this one a lot and it helps if you can't just say no, but you'll know in a moment why I'm hesitating. I'm sorry, I can't. So I'm sorry I can't means no without saying flat out no. I will say, though, I try not to say I'm sorry if I don't really mean it. I have a friend who says I'm sorry all the time, like for things that she shouldn't even be sorry for. So her sorries don't mean anything because she says it all the time. So I don't know when she's really sorry and when she's just saying that because she certainly should be sorry for everything all the time, right? So I try to be really careful when I say sorry, because I want my sorries to mean something. However, if you're having trouble saying no, and the truth is you are sorry that you can't, that's a great way of saying it. I'm sorry, I can't. I am totally booked up through the end of the year. You said no, but you said, I'm sorry, I can't. The final way of saying no without exactly saying no is it's a no but. So there is no in there but. So sometimes if you're working with a client or your supervisor, a counter offer is a great option. So it's not necessarily just no, but you're offering something else. So, um, hey, can you take this meeting for me in an hour? Oh, I have a conflict in an hour, but I can take the meeting for you tomorrow. So that was a no for the meeting today, but I offered an alternative. Then you can confidently give them the firm no about the today meeting, but you've offered a solution which shows that you're still willing to help. You're still willing to do whatever is required. So I've talked a lot about harnessing the power of saying no, and I know it won't be easy at first if you have been accustomed to saying yes. For some of us, it will never be simple to say no, but you have your own health and well-being to consider. The people who care about you will be more than likely to understand. And if someone doesn't understand, it's probably better to limit time with them if possible. Because if they're not going to understand about the small things, they won't understand about the big things. So saying no doesn't make you a bad woman. It doesn't make you a selfish woman. In general, it makes you a happier, healthier, more powerful woman. Saying no doesn't mean that you can't help those who really want to help. All of us need help at one time or another. Tim Ferriss says, what you don't do determines what you can do. So saying no doesn't mean I can't help those. It means I can say yes to those who I really want to help. I'm fascinated to know how many people are struggling with saying no. If that's a particular challenge for you, will you let me know? Go to AllegraSinclair.com slash 071 and leave me a note and tell me about a specific circumstance that you're struggling with, and I will be happy to respond with some possible scenarios or some possible responses that are no, but don't sound like no, to help you as you're building up the saying no muscle. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you next time.